Happy Friday. We have made it to the weekend. I hope you all are doing well. It is Richard Taylor. I'm your host of the Between the Dream podcast, and I am so excited to have you all here for what I believe is going to be a phenomenal conversation today. So stay tuned. Um, before we get it kicked off, I want to say thank you to all of our new listeners. You already know I am so happy that you're here. With that being said, make sure that you're subscribed. Returning listeners, Thank you for your continued support. Stay subscribed. Continue to share. Whether you're new or whether you're returning, I believe people need this information and I'm going to be coming out with more informative conversations and topics to help us as we move throughout the year of 2023. So with that being said, I want to close the week off with the conversation as we continue on this journey to healing, right? And today, as we talk about another best practice, I want to talk about today the importance of and the connection with our physical and our mental health, right? So as we're on the road to healing, I believe that we've got to be able to identify some things and we've got to be able to have some conversations around just how connected these two are and the effects that it might have after some um, adverse experiences when we were younger or maybe in the past few years or current, whatever. I do believe that in that those experiences can actually start to shift and alter some of the things that have to do with our connection from the mental and the physical. So with that being said, I want us to to kind of understand, right? Because you hear this conversation a lot from people now about like, oh yeah, our mental health and our physical health are connected. But what does that really mean though, right? What does it really mean when we say our mental and our physical are connected, right? I want to give you some numbers real quick that I think are uh, massively important. So Sondermind Therapy Works or Sondermind.com, they ran some studies and they talked about several different overlapping conditions, right? How these conditions literally overlap between the physical and the mental health side of things, right? So the first one that they talked about was diabetes. They said that people with diabetes are two to three times more likely to be diagnosed with depression and 20% more likely to experience anxiety than those without diabetes. Now, we could take that to the next realm and it talks about chronic respiratory diseases, right? So you look at things like COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, bronchitis, asthma, and, and, and these symptoms symptoms um, are actually linked to depression, right? They talk about how depression is the second most common self-reported committed, com excuse me, com <laughs> comorbidity um, among people living with COPD, right? This is one of the um, long-standing issues that individuals tend to deal with when it comes to dealing with COPD as they talk about the depression that comes along with it. And understandably so, right? Your life is literally shifted upside down to where because of having issues like an asthma, like COPD, like bronchitis, and some of these other um, conditions that alter your breathing, you are in a situation now to where you have to be able to 
only take certain things that will help you. And there are some activities that you won't be able to do because of it, right? And, and, and I understand how it can effect, affect us, excuse me, in a way like that, because for us, what we tend to have happen is in those moments where we are looking at others freely do, we can't. So this one actually makes a lot of sense. I think about classmates that I've had who weren't able to participate in things. And I could definitely remember conversations and where mood change was there and frustration was there because of it, right? They also talk about psoriasis and a few other ones. And so in this, it goes into a deeper conversation about this whole you know, component of like how genetic conditions can affect our health as well, right? And I thought this one was really important too. Um, you know, obviously autism, kind of like right at the top of the list, ADHD, bipolar disorder, major, major depression and schizophrenia. Um, but then also too, um, I was doing some studying and I saw on another space that talked about the connection between mental and physical health. And they talked about the genetic aspect um, as it pertained to um, some of our like daily living and lifestyles when it came to what we were eating, right? Um, genetics within our family, when it came to like high blood pressure, when it came to cholesterol issues, when it comes to um, obesity that might be um, started from the fact that, you know, we, we literally were grown up in an experience or a household where um, obesity was normal because it was the norm that was presented. So in our minds, we didn't get another perspective. We didn't see how unhealthy certain lifestyles were, how unhealthy eating affected us in this. And so I, I think those are two really important ones too to consider, right? So genetics plays a huge role as well when we talk about how it can affect us from the mental and the physical side, right? And so in this, I want to do this. I want to switch gears real quick and talk about the actual healing aspect. So this is the first part of this conversation is literally just a little bit of kind of like, oh, this is what people mean when they say the mental and the physical are um, connected, right? And that's more of a, you know, that's more on the scientific side, right? I, w I would even break it down just to simply talk about how like, you know, man, if, if you're anything like me as a person who's lost 170 pounds and who used to deal with anxiety and depression and was highly suicidal, I could definitely just speak from a very common space to talk about how it was such a night and day difference when I actually started working out, right? When I started um, embracing physical activity, exercise, and things of that nature, it really did have a different feel for me as it pertained to being able to have a clearer mind, right? Maybe my patience changed from time to time, right? My disposition was different. And so these are just a few very important pieces as well. And so what I wanna encourage us to do for this second half as we talk about the practice aspect, the first practice is going to come through us taking some time to not necessarily research, but to examine, right? Take a good look at ourselves, and I want us to examine our own specific mind-body connection. Um, I think this is important, too, if we go back to Monday's conversation where I talked about individual experience when it comes to healing. This is why this is one of those areas where individual experience is going to come into play heavily because of the fact that our mind-body connection will look different from the next person's, right? And so in this, what works for the goose might not work for the gander. And so I think that this is really important. But here are some things that we can do to help because we know that the mental and the physical are both connected. And these are some things that I actively practice as well 
So I really want to encourage you all to do this. I, I, we know the obvious, and we'll get to those at the end. I actually want to start from this because my wife has been real big on me getting this component together, and it is developing a healthy schedule and routine, right? And I, I have a, a healthy schedule and routine uh, when it comes to my day-to-day -day working and all of that, but I noticed that my schedule and routine is not necessarily the best when it comes to this one particular area and it is sleep right i cannot stress enough how important rest is for our mental and our physical health and so with this what i really want to push on us is taking the time to consider the areas that we needed. For me, I know it's sleep. And so what have I been doing? Taking extra time to make sure that I'm going to bed earlier. Because I am an individual that does not sleep in, I'm usually up by four o'clock in the morning at the very latest each day. And so in that, understanding that if that's the case, Rich, you gotta go to sleep earlier. You gotta be able to give your body that time. Those routines are going to help you to where I noticed for me that some of the physical results that I hadn't been seeing from working out, it wasn't because of the fact that I wasn't working out the correct way or wasn't working out enough, but it was simply the fact that, man, I'm not giving my body enough time to recover from workouts. Sleep is gonna be important in that change and development. It's the same way with our mental health as well, right? We're not super wired because we're taking the time to get more rest in. So I wanna encourage that first and foremost. This is a great practice that can lead to some healing for us. The next thing that I really want us to do is to be mindful of incorporating more um, physical activity into our lives. Now, y'all usually hear me say, you don't have to lift the gym or run a marathon. You don't. But I do wanna push us in 2023 just a little bit. I wanna push us and challenge us to challenge ourselves, to challenge ourselves when it comes to the physical activity that we're doing, right? Because here's the reality, coming from somebody who lost 170 pounds, I never really talk about my weight loss process, but I will say this, right? I, 2009, summer of 2009, I lost 60 pounds real fast through some very unhealthy habits, right? Put the weight right back on in the fall time of 2009 and then restart, well, gained more weight, then restarted my weight loss journey in 2010. Why am I putting this component out here? Because of the fact that during that process of the retrying the weight loss piece in a healthier way, one of the things that happened very early on outside of my impatience um, was the fact that um, as I was incorporating physical activity, I never challenged myself. I, I, I did enough to say that I went to the gym. I did enough to say that I got in some movement, but I think that if we are being honest about elevation and shifting into a better space, that is not going to come with us just doing the average. Now hear me, the average might work for the moment because that is what we need to get us started. But at some point in time, in the incorporation of more physical activity, we're gonna have to challenge ourselves more. What does this look like? On the treadmill, maybe your walk turns into a light jog. On the Stairmaster, maybe level three turns to level five and so on and so forth. The weight that you're putting up, challenge yourself 
for two extra pounds every now and again. What am I saying? You've got to be able to incorporate more activity. That one mile walk might need to start turning into two, into three. Give your body more of a chance to push its limits and to grow and develop. The next piece that I want to give you all as a practice, obviously, is going to be our consumption. And I'm not just talking about food, right? Yes, food and how we eat and what we put into our body is so important because there are foods that can trigger our mental health in negative ways. You talk about processed, highly processed foods, processed foods in general. You talk about foods that um, that, that have a ton of chemicals in them. Yes, they will literally shift and alter our brain function. So we want to be careful. I feel like I should bring my wife in for a conversation around that. For those of y'all that didn't know, she is a certified nutritional therapist practitioner. And so we have these conversations all the time, obviously her work, my work, and fusing the two together and taking these practices within our own home, I think is so important. And so I think I might have to bring Delina on so we can have a deeper convo around this. But for now, I will say this, it is super important for us to make sure that we are doing what we need to do in what we're putting into our body. And I want to take this deeper. This is looking like for those who maybe you've been around tobacco for a while, right? You're going to have to start abstaining, right? Alcohol consumption is another one, right? Um, for some people, it's going to be no alcohol. For others, it's going to be moderate, right? We look, the way Delina always puts it to me is everything in moderation, right? Balance is important, right? So even with our foods, we're not supposed to be piling up the plate with trash, right? We have to be mindful of putting things that are going to feed our body and our brain into function and flow so that we can be our best selves when it comes to um, not we're out of the phase of examining mind-body connection now. Now we're honoring mind-body connection. Now we are giving ourselves an opportunity, whether you know it or not, to embrace a deeper level of healing because we are I talk about showing ourselves grace. This is an example of that. We are showing ourselves grace by loving ourselves with what we put into, with what we are taking in. And then, of course, too, I would obviously say, too, it's not just the take in of foods, right? I want to encourage the mind-body connection when it comes to what we're taking in, from what we listen to, from what we watch, what we feed ourselves from a spiritual standpoint, what we feed ourselves from a mental and emotional standpoint. Are you consumed with trash when it comes to constantly watching things that are leading you to a space of nothingness, right? Like these are the tough talks and the tough realities as we examine our mind-body connection that will be needed if we want to truly embrace a new realm of healing and freedom within our lives as we move forward in this year. I feel like this could be a deeper convo, but I realize that we almost have 15 minutes. So I'm gonna pull back and for now, I'm gonna just say, yo, I hope that this helped you for today. If it did, do me a favor, share it, share it. You got any questions or comments, reach out to me. Richard.TaylorJr. on Instagram, Richard L. Taylor Jr. on Facebook and LinkedIn, at TrulyTaylorMade on Twitter, and of course the website, RichardTaylorJr.com. Listen, I hope you all have a phenomenal weekend as always. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. I'll talk to you all on Monday.